Hey guys, how's it going? This is Ben Heron and this is the Guy Talk Podcast. Podcast done a lot for me and I hope this podcast does a lot for you. Today you're going to be listening to myself and another guest. We're going to be talking about our knowledge, our experiences, our stories, having a bit of banter. So yeah, listen up, enjoy, make some notes and let us know what you took away. Today I have on Johnny Hamilton. Uh, Johnny Hamilton's otherwise known as Jossie Pops and we're going to be diving into his recent charity challenge um, a little bit more about him as well his charisma his personality um, so yeah that's pretty much what we're going to be covering today I'm sorry about the audio listening back to this the audio isn't amazing and um, we had a few problems with Wi-Fi and things like that but anyways um, so Johnny what have you done to get to where you are now today Right, where do I start? This is very deep. Um, I was a fully, so I became a fitness instructor years ago, way, way back at, um, when I was working as a student and being a mechanical engineer, and I did, right? Uh, got my mechanical engineering degree, left the personal training, I was David Lloyd's at that stage, and I basically became a mechanical engineer for years, and it just wasn't floating my boat, to be honest. I got the degree, got the t-shirt, worked. I worked in a factory, I worked as a consultant, I worked as a cattle, I worked as God, everything then around my own business. So the thing with that was it gave me an idea whether it was my own business. Then at that stage got into um, sort of a bit of acting one, which was interesting to say the least. It was when Game of Thrones first came out. So there was a casting call for um, Dothraki males or something. At that stage no one had a clue what Game of Thrones was. No one would have and like envisaged how big that shoe would have got same yeah. as me so it was in some just bbc website or something so i went for that a couple of food roles in the first season and then that sort of gave me a taste for the whole like acting and modeling mm-hmm. nonsense um that then took off which was great so i got signed with an agent or so in london and i decided then me and the missus decided to engineer and we would just move london mm-hmm. um did that, which was fun. Uh, London's crazy. Love the yeah. place, but it's just so crazy. Have you ever been yourself or anything? I went for the first time in September, and it's just like on. It's just like a massive city. It's a bit crazy. There's money everywhere. It's a yeah. kind of hustle, hustle, hustle. Um, people don't really sleep over there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, well, it was really good. That's sort of what the joy of London for me was the fact that you could get lost in it. Yeah. You know, everyone sort of knows you or has been to school with you or has some sort of preconception of you, which is sort of the feeling of that's quite freeing, you know, liberating. So you're just sort of walking around London with sunglasses on and earphones in and on, which is very impersonal. And some people don't like that side of London. But personally, I thought, yeah, that was actually one of the good things. And um, you're from so Bangor that, back home. What is it, sir? You're living in Bangor at the minute. Yes, I'm back to Bangor, so that's where I've basically been born and bred and went to school and everything. So, and Michelle Hughes now back in Bangor, so set that up, but we'll we'll get to that, I suppose. Um, London then, basically doing random auditions all over the place, um, getting some big jobs in the fitness model inside, which where the whole personal training thing came from. Because I've been in and I always thought, right, I'm always into fitness and health. It's just been a thing which has been in my life constantly. I thought, well, why don't I just train people instead of doing the engineering which wasn't ticking my box uh, so the wife came sick so we came home and then we just set up again back in what well, was Ballygown first we wanted to be a bit out in the sticks 
not that there's anything wrong with Ballygown, but we yeah. want to be further out just to sort of almost reclimatize to being back um, in Northern Ireland. And then, yeah, it, we're actually loving it. It's probably been the best thing for us. Initially, we thought it was probably a mistake coming back because Northern Ireland's quite slow. I, I absolutely love the place. Wouldn't say a bad thing about it, but, you know, what London's doing or what New York's doing and stuff is a lot ahead of what yeah. you know, Northern Ireland's doing. But that's, in a way, then you can see trends coming, um, which is interesting. So if you study sort of the bigger cities, you can see what's going to be coming over here and what sort of like marketing trends and whatever is coming. Um, well, yeah, Northern Ireland's great. Love it. Um, we settled back in. And what I sort of realised as well is it's hard in London much in a big pond here it's a small pond so you yeah. can be the big fish here it's probably easier to make a, a mark here than it is to make a mark likes of London because there's so many people like there's a quick funny story we're going to an audition that was for a sort of dark swarthy skin sort of um, muscular build person and there's me thinking right now that's, that's me down to a tea nailed that um, went into the audition room and I swear there was another 20 people who looked identical to me and then yeah. you just get this like complete realization uh, and like one a million you sort of have this misconception in your head as well that you're just this like I don't know there's only one of you in reality there's millions of you and especially yeah. in the likes of London when you go for like an audition like think right yep got this I'm taking all the boxes you know whatever the um, brief is and then when you turn up for the audition that particular one was hilarious because there was just maybe loads of them hundred times better looking than me and stuff it was just but it was just so many people who look the same in the one room and everyone's each other going, shit, where all you come from? But yeah. Anyway, but back in Northern Ireland, it's not as, um, there's not as big a pool of people yeah. or as much people do in the industry. So it's probably easier to make a stir here. And then on the fitness side, when I came back, I was adamant I wasn't going to do the engineering again. Yeah. Um, nothing wrong with engineering. It was paying a good wage and I was freelance, so it was good. But it just... I was sort of sitting at a computer every day and it wasn't, yeah. wasn't what I was about. It was very much a people person. When you're stuck yeah. in an office by yourself, you know. Yeah. Uh, just wasn't for just, you? Yeah, no, that was it. And then are you wanting to stay within the personal training? Is that where you see yourself 10 years now? Or where, is it go- where are you going forward? Um, with that, I don't know where I'm positioning myself for personal training. And um, I love making a change to people's life, which is most exactly what a lot of personal trainers saying if they don't say that they should be wondering why they're a personal trainer but yeah that's where i get my kicks from um whether or not i want to go down to be a specialist or a really strength and conditioning coach and stuff is maybe not for me i to my other training is more on the motivational side so yeah i like to get into people's heads and really get them buzzed off and then they enjoy their training as long as it's safe and it's a good program yeah. and i'm giving them the right information that's cool and to go really in depth and get like a, an extreme athlete and train them to the nth degree I don't yeah. know if that's my forte or um, help people lose weight, help people build muscle and just generally get them motivated. Yeah. Um, I've had a couple of clients who've had like mental health issues and stuff and I've noticed how much of a change talking to them and being their mate can be. Yeah. Um, whether it's just like up mates or something, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's that's why I'm a personal trainer, so I can make friends. But yeah. uh, I don't know. I just, I do that side of it. I've always done sort of stuff in front of camera and... Um, video stuff and film stuff so that's why i love making creating videos and making stupid things and i don't take myself too seriously and i'm sure you've seen in some of the stories like and one thing that speaks out to me uh volumes is this this podcast i talk and you seem to find your character 
if there's like if there's someone listening to this and they're quite shy and quite timid and they haven't just like got out of their own box yet what advice would you give them just to get out to express themselves right for the instagram stories was good because in stories they're very much disposable you know they they've got a shelf life of like 24 hours and then they're gone so if you're ever like contemplating doing weird stuff the best thing to do it on is instagram stories because i never really i was never of the snapchat generation or whatever so i never really bought into that but obviously instagram stories is the same thing snapchat sort of phasing out so it's now it's all on one platform which feels better feels good mm. but with instagram stories because it was like it's only 24 hours so you sort of can just do what you want and talk to the camera and say what you want whether no one's listening it doesn't everyone starts with like smaller numbers so you your audience will gravitate towards you and then i find i like a lot of dms of people just saying either i'm weird or it's cool or it's funny but that's almost motivational mm. because it's like well at least someone's taking the time to watch my shit yeah <laughs> so it's with instagram stories because it just disappears it allows you almost to express yourself a bit more yeah um I would be sort of a strange one. I would be an extrovert. I, all the things you see on camera is what I would do naturally. Um, but at the same time, if you met me in a cafe, I'm not going to start. I'm not those, like, <laughs> really the outgoing people. I'm not going to yeah. jump off a table and start. Yeah, I'm yeah, a normal yeah, yeah. person in the end, but I suppose through the through camera, you can express yourself. You can be a bit more of, off yourself. Um, and have you always been like that since, like, 10 years old or something that's maybe really came out of your shell when you were in London when you were by yourself or yeah if someone was wanting to get out there what would you say to them it's just nobody cares um, <laughs> yeah that's in a good way and you've probably heard that a lot is you think you get so hung up on what people think I think it's I heard it the other day was it in 20s you get 30s you stop caring 40s you stop giving a fuck I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, 40s yet yeah. so I'm 35 but in your 20s, you're very, you're very worried. Oh, I can't put that picture up and they might think that, you know, it's bad. Or I can't say that because someone will think. In your 30s, you start realizing that no one actually cares. You know, it's your stuff. Like, if people like, if the people don't like it, they unfollow. But the best thing they can do is unfollow. Because yeah. I would rather have haters on following me. If you know what I mean? As opposed to if, like, you're, like, you're collecting followers or something and you, there's so many haters on it and giving you grief. I would rather them just go away. So I'd rather people unfollow me if they don't like my stuff. Yeah. So that's why it's more sort of be authentic to yourself. If you find it floats your boat, you know, what's the planning stuff I did recently? Yeah, it was the dancing thing recently. I was just, there was a class on, it'd probably be boogie in between the eights. And then I thought, well, fuck it, I'll record this. So it was reasonably funny. And because I love like, yeah. creating videos and different sort of content, um, that's what really pushed me in that direction. The thing I, I find, a lot of personal trainers, this is no names or no bad things towards personal trainers, but everyone tries to sort of do what everyone else is doing, and it's harder to get noticed that way, so I sort of think, well, I made a speech at ROE talk the other day about thinking outside the box, but sometimes if everyone's sort of thinking outside the box, you know what, it's tricky because you know maybe we start to yeah. thinking inside the box, you know, get the basics right. Um, do the decent stuff but then if you've got the basics right you can I don't know make those crazy videos and try to be a bit different to the other PTs but I think a lot of PTs are just regurgitating content from someone to see so to see 
I'm a guy who's doing a homework out, so the next thing on his grade, he's done some exercises, the homework out, or he's, you know, I just, I just think they need to be more themselves, because otherwise, any, if you type them personal trainer on Instagram, you're just going to get the same regurgitated content, and I know with a personal, probably like yourself, especially me, it's a lot of topless shots, because that's obviously gets into reaction, because you're trying to sort of say, right, well, this is the body I've provided myself, I can help you provide that, so it's almost just for them sort of becomes a bit egotistical as well. <laughs> yeah, it's, it becomes there's a, this there's a montage. Yeah. And so with your person, with your videos, with all this going out, you said that you've motivated a lot of guys. You've motivated um, them to get fitter, get stronger um, and feel better. Talk a little bit more about that. So like recently I saw as well that you you are done 300 miles for charity. Was that like what what's What's uh, in the back of your mind behind all this? Right, so where did that, that stem from? I had a couple of mental health issues with anxiety years ago. It would have been probably when I went, um, before I went to London, because it was sort of, I wasn't happy with my job and I didn't know where I was going. I got a taste for the movie industry and I was sort of like, well, where do you sit within this? So there was obviously, I was trying to juggle a lot of things at once. So stress sort of brought on this anxiety, which wasn't too good. So I was very much awakened to the whole mental health, uh, excuse me, issues, um, which it it opened my eyes because it wasn't really, you know, I was it never had happened to me before. And when you suddenly are going into, I remember a story. It's funny when I said this for the paper the other day, but um, I remember going. I used to jack three D when it was legal. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was nuts. It was a green apple flavor, but it was going doing gymnastics and. Um, going down to gymnastics and maybe it was this but like a shot of that jack 3d and i was like right you need to stop and let's pick up some milk so i had at this point it already sort of a pre-workout in me walked into the spa and i picked up milk and i was standing at the counter but there was this elderly lady in front of me and she was taking her time to count out her pennies and i don't know what it was but i just started to throw like a full wedding <laughs> i was like standing behind her sweating thinking she needs to move <laughs> and whether or not it was pre-workout kicking in with like the tingles in the back of your neck and whatever but it just it was sort of like an anxious like this is this is completely nuts and then that's when i started to realize right one i need to cut back on coffee and on the cafe um two i need to cut back on the pre-workout and three i need to address why in a normal situation i was struggling to stand still with a like waiting on this woman counting out her money so i then obviously started talking to people about it and finding out more about it it's really interesting because i think with mental health and stuff it's about finding how to deal with it it's not a case of getting rid of it you'll always really have it which sounds sort of sadistic and bad but it's not because as soon as you understand right this isn't me feeling awkward this is just um me going into fight or flight mode for no reason so mm. i'm comfortable in this situation chill out and then it sort of passes away everything sort of passes i love there's a, a good analogy of the blue skies you have a cloudy day and you look out and it's all gray and thunderstorm and rain but split those clouds and there's blue sky behind it so there's always no matter what there's always this blue sky so no matter what stormy or bad shit or whatever comes into your life you know behind that is the blue sky um which is very good analogy if anyone struggle you know this with oh it's it's always just great it's always just bad and you're like no well behind that you know you've got these blue skies mm-hmm. but that's that's what leads on to the movember thing so i was wanting to do something for men's mental health because the movember charity isn't just about um like testicular cancer or men's cancers as such um, it was more as well they actually specialize in men's mental health making people aware of it so i was thinking right well what can i do so obviously the mustache thing um 
was a thing. But I sort of thought, right, well, everyone's doing that. I sort of need to make more of a stir, create more of an interest. So then that's when I set these 300 miles, I think. Me and the missus were in that pizza punks. Well, oh, it's unreal, so it is. Ah, uh, it is, it's good. It's good, the fact is you can get what is, this is like an extreme plug for them here, but yeah, <laughs> for a tenner, you can get as many toppings as you want, so you can like, completely take the piss. And it's <laughs> random too, like chocolate chipotle and like potato bread and like Belfast fry on it and stuff. Yeah, it's nuts. I think the one, the, the Mexican one we love, um, dirty Mexican or dirty lunch or something, I can't remember what it's called, but. Um, yeah. yeah, it's like got guacamole and nachos and everything just dumped on this pizza, but really good anyway. <laughs> we were sitting in there just chatting and saying, right, I want to do this move around with again, because I did it previously just with a moustache, nothing special. <laughs> I was like, right, well, what can I do? So I thought then, right, I've always done a bit of running. I've never, I'm very much alone that don't um, run with groups or crowds. I've ran a marathon before, but it was pretty prompt too. It was like, right, I'll just run this. Um, so I've... I've got the stamina and the, I think it's more to be honest, the mindset, so that's what I discovered anyway. So the miles are not, they're easy to do, depending on speed, what speed you do them at, um, but it was more I got my mindset right, as if like, right, well, there's no need to stop here unless I'm falling over, I'm not going to stop. Um, then I decided, right, well, what can I do? So 300 miles worked well with November because there was 30 days, so I thought, right, well, if I set myself 10 miles a day, you know, that's, that's doable, like. Whether or not I split it up, you know, five miles in the morning, five miles at night or whatever. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was basically where it stemmed from. Um, I wanted to do something for men's mental health and I wanted to grow a rock of moustache, which was horrible. Probably the worst part about that. But like, <laughs> you seem from your videos and uh, your YouTube videos and things as well, like that it was a walk in the park. Was it a walk in the park? Was it hard? Was it like, tell us a little bit more. Um, at the start, it was interesting because I was going to do physio. I managed to get, I got three main sponsors on board, which was good. So I got Podium for Sport. I'm happy to drop these names because they're really good and me out big time. So Podium for Sport got me kitted out with like all the gear I tend to run and those running leggings, those 2XU ones, um, compression leggings. Highly advise that any runners, compression leggings, give up on the whole short shirt on, get compression leggings, they rock. Um, and I got then. Uh, Belfast back here they're my physio they're absolutely amazing there's a guy um, legend he basically was able to just keep me fixed throughout so I was meeting him once a week just to basically get like a what do you call it an MOT and if yeah. I had any aches and pains which there was a couple um, but not, not too many but he was able to keep me running and then Halo jumped on so Halo Health Kitchen yeah. like they were me with food so they were really good as well because I'll get that later on, but the burning was ridiculous. So it was a case of my size was dropping down, but that's another, we'll get on that. But initially when I started um, before Movember, I started doing a couple of runs to see if the 10 miles was fine, and it was fine, but one of my YouTube videos, I actually went to explore cave. <laughs> Total random, but it was like a cave I used to run past on the bangers okay. constantly, but I noticed that the door, this massive, like, it's like a boathouse thing. It was kicked open or it was wide open and the tide was out. So I'm like, right, I'm going to go on that. So I ended up running out to it. But of course, things were slippy. So this is like a week before I'm supposed to do these 300 miles. Yeah. So I went back and completely twisted my ankle. I was actually about two weeks before. So it swole up like an absolute mess. Yeah. Like it was just huge. I was like, oh God, just before I'm supposed to do this. So I went into the physio then um, pretty much the next day. He took the swelling down a bit. 
with one of his like magical machines. Um, and then he just like that. He's like, oh god! And he could see it. His it was only after when we were speaking when I finished the event. He was saying like he didn't think it was going to be possible because he's seen the sort of damage it did to my uncle. Hmm. And he was like, oh, that's gonna be that's gonna be bad. Like, yeah. Um, but it was I was able to get through it. It sort of just elevated it, stuck ice on it every night, and yeah, it was cool. Um, so then I, I, when it came to the first November, I started then with three hundred miles. Which was fun. <laughs> and any reason why 300? Just because of 10 every day for 30 days? It was 10 every day, and of course it was catchy. So obviously, all meals out there, females probably too, but the 300 film was like yeah. life changing for me. It was just like, oh my god, it was the coolest thing. Have you ever done their workouts? Yeah, I tried them. Um, I did a bit of research into them too, so I don't genuinely know if they are workouts that your guy Jim Jones put them through. Mm. Um, it was a 300 workout, I think he said, that he created because he was pressured to create it. Oh, um, so okay. I think they got a lot more of what that workout is. The way they were trying to coin the workout, obviously, typical YouTube with clickbait and stuff, is that's the only workout they did for two months before. So, yeah, the workout's really good. I enjoyed it. It's more like CrossFit styles. It's like yeah. six exercises and 38 or something. The, I don't, can't remember exactly. The window wiper exercise abs or whatever I done it years ago and you had to like hold the barbell while you're on the ground yeah. oh, it was yeah, yeah. grim yeah. yeah it was really good yeah it was I would I would like to say I still do it I would definitely think about it while I'm working out I'll be like yeah I'll do that but it's not something I write in people's yeah, yeah, yeah. and like when you were doing those 300 miles like was it uh, just was there pain uh, musculature or was it out of breath what, like what was the struggles during the during it it's real <laughs> um basically started off so the first day i decided i wanted to start strong so i did 16 miles just for the crack so that seemed to pass where i live i live in bangor and if anyone runs in bangor it's amazing because you can literally run from say i'm around Connolly. my studio is around the Connolly golf club area so you can basically run from there right the way out to donagate so you've got like endless coastline so mm-hmm. If you're a deep thinker, if you can get lost in your mind, you're pretty much all gone on one side of the sea. So you're you just you basically got all this eye candy, visual eye candy um, as you're running. So it just it, it felt good. Um, so the 16 miles on the first day didn't feel too bad. Um, out of breath, not really. Um, I suppose I'm at a level of fitness where I can adjust my speed accordingly. So I'm yeah. getting out of breath, I could pull it back. So I sort of pretty much find my comfort zone and sat within that, and then just ran that distance but I wanted to start strong so I thought well at least if I the idea initially as I said was like 10 miles a day for 30 days but at the same time the final goal was 30 mi- or 300 miles so whatever came first really I thought and yeah. then I thought there would be days as well I'd have down days where I potentially couldn't run or something like that you just parked for yeah every day didn't no rest um, no rest no all the way through um, so I finished it in 22 days which was basically a lot ahead of schedule. Um, that was a sort of mental thing I sort of had to face, which was quite funny. So first day was like 16 miles, then I settled into half mile. I realized that 13 miles was a good run. I found my route pretty quickly, and the, the route was dead on. It was bringing me by the coast. I didn't have an issue with it. I was running it. Not really an issue. No problems. wasn't it because it was sticking at the speed I was comfortable with, and it was giving me enough time. I was able to do it, I think, within two hours maybe, I can't remember, um, that's probably ridiculous, within two hours, 10 miles, it was, uh, probably about two hours, 
five minutes or something, remember? Yeah. I can get you the exact stats if you want, but either way. Um, so that sort of worked well with my clients, because normally you would have like a quiet time between maybe like 12 and 2. So I was able to get that two-hour half marathon in, and then back to the clients during the day. So, yeah, I kept the half marathons going, I think, for like 10 days in a row. And then I upped it to 15 miles, because I was feeling motivated. And then I started to sort of feel a bit iffy then. I was going to the physio, and he had noticed that... Um, what was going my ankles were starting to get dorsiflexion so if i've got my foot and i'm sort of pointing it up mm-hmm. um around my ankles were getting like tight tighter and tighter he was able to listen to them which was good but i then decided a lot of people was telling me right you've got back um because you're just going to get way ahead of schedule and it's just gonna not look stupid but you know everyone oh, I'm gonna get this epic distance and then i'm doing it too quick yeah 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 um, so sort of sort of thought I need to cut this back a month so i pulled it into 10 miles in for about three or four days which i was supposed to be doing um, but then I just started feeling good again. so I started ramping it up there was a day I think it was it was a Saturday night or Saturday about 4 or 5 and I had nothing on I think the message was away so it was like right 19 miles let's go so ended up doing 19 miles felt good after that as well um, and then on the last day the last day was quite a funny day because the last day was the first day that I actually could say that I was properly injured yeah. Um that door section I was talking about, we, when I was trying to point my toes up or lift my foot up, it was just excruciating pain. Yeah. So I'd planned on the last day, the missus actually, she had to go in um, for like a checkup thing. She was in hospital for a bit, so I had to actually go in to um, hospital that day on the visiting hours. And the way the Ulster Hospital works is you're only allowed in all the time. And I had planned to run a marathon, but obviously I yeah, could happen of her having to go in, so I'm going to have to break this up. So I had all everything prepped the night before. I'd like my... Um, I wanted to finish strong, obviously, and I had 26 miles left, so it was like day 22, so I needed, I wanted to have it in my mind, you know, as I said, it's a big mind game, and if you yeah. get your mind right, you can do really anything, to, within reason, I suppose, but, um, so the last day then, because I had to go up for the visiting hours, um, I ended up just breaking it into half marathon, then went to the hospital, six miles, then went to the hospital, so basically did the full marathon within the day, it wasn't just one sitting, yeah. But you see, coming back after that half marathon, that was the only time at the very, very end, which was perfect timing. Like, um, the, the pain was, yeah, it was quite a level, I think. On one of my YouTube videos, it, I put it up there, but it was like probably a pain level of about eight. Oh, and knowing that I had to go to do it on the 13 miles that day. Mm. So I went up to the hospital, um, had my office in time, came back, and then ran another six miles. So I had six miles left to do. And the last six miles, probably the pace was down at like a 10-minute mile or something, which was awful compared to my previous um, times. But I was like hobbling around those last six miles, but I kept sort of smiling. I was like, well, I'm doing this, you know, I'm doing this. It was great. But so I finished it, and it felt amazing, you know, it felt cool. But. And like before this, like much long distance running, like, like, do you, like, if you turn around and said to someone run 300 miles in 22 days they would like laugh at you do you like follow much guys have done mad endurance events like uh i'm sure if you said this to yourself 10 years ago you would have been like what <laughs> yeah like um short answer no i, I sort of you, you learn your own body like as i said i'm 35 i know what my body can do now i know i've got a good vo2 max i know my mindset's in the right place, so it's just sort of, yeah. I didn't, honestly, it was the unknown about picking up injuries, and the physio was really sceptical at the start, especially because of this ankle injury. Um, but 
Yeah, it was. I knew. I know how to program people, but I wouldn't be. Yeah, I wouldn't ever program anyone to do what I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's more because I know myself. Um, yeah. It's easier with clients because you sort of know they fit within guidelines, and when you work with a client long enough, you get the capabilities with yeah. myself because I've lived with myself for thirty-five years. Yeah, I know what I'm capable of. That I previously the only run on obviously was the that marathon. Um, and I knew that a 10 miler was my sort of go-to run. It was my safe run. So that's why actually the 10 milers at the start was the idea. Because if I could do that, I think I was doing two of them a week the month before the marathon, my first marathon, and then that was it. So that was about four years ago anyway. Um, but yeah, just the run here and there. And yeah, just yeah. the new sort of my fitness levels. And yeah. Do you think your f- first marathon was harder than this challenge? Um, possibly, yeah. The first marathon was fun. I didn't. I think I hyped it up. Um, maybe this is a bit of motivational things for people. It's not that bad, you know. Marathon accolade being this huge thing. Um, I think, as I said, it's a mindset thing. If you can get up to about twenty miles, don't worry about the six. The movement will definitely bring you. Mm. Um, getting up to twenty miles might sound tough, but it's just it's consistency. It's just keep doing. Um, what I found throughout my 300 miles, although my times weren't necessarily getting better, although that was a strange finding, um, my 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 fitness, my general fitness was getting really, really good. You know, it was getting to the point where I was running, and although my speed, I couldn't push it much because my legs were just constantly dead with doms, mm. not injury doms, but it was permanent. My legs felt like dead from when I was out running. Um, so my times weren't overly getting better, but I just felt so fit, like way fitter. Um, so almost if you can think about like, if you can do like 10 runs, after 10 runs, you will feel a lot Yeah. Um, that's probably, well, it is common sense, but you know, you almost try to tell people at the start, oh, they hate running. And you're almost like, right, just go out for 10 runs. Just do 10 runs. Get a wee tally chart, do 10 runs. None of you like running anymore because you'll get better. Obviously your first run feels like hell, but um, you just, you keep improving. Everyone does it. Everyone should. And when you say it's a mindset thing, do you just tell yourself, can't quit, can't quit, can't quit, keep going, keep going, you've only three miles left? Yeah, well, it's almost a bit higher level than that. So it's not that I can't quit. It's just like, I'm not allowed to quit. You know, it's it's a thing that it's just, no, it's not even an option. You know, so <laughs> I don't even have to ask myself the question when I'm on the run. It's like, oh, I'm doing 13 miles today. And it's like, even if my mind starts back chatting at like six miles saying oh yeah you're feeling crap it's like oh well go feel crap you got another six miles to go see at the end complain then as opposed to like self-talk yeah there's no, there is no option you're not it's not gonna happen and so it's sort of yeah how did you build yourself up to that level mm, once again just consistency you hear it so much within trainers we all tell our clients that you know consistency is key it's just doing it um, I wouldn't, I like to say to my clients that it's not, you shouldn't say, oh, I need to work out today. It's, I am working out today. Yeah. So it's like a, it's a total different thing. It's like, oh, I've got to go to the gym. You don't have to go to the gym. You're going to the gym, you know? And so yeah. I would never say in my day, oh, I've got to go and train. It's like, I am training. Yeah. So it's, it's not an option. It's not a, I've got to go or whatever. It's, no, it's part of my day, part of my day. Just like I eat breakfast, I train. So it's consistency. So with that running thing, it just, the 13 miles settled into that pretty quick 
Um, so it just it became consistency. It was like, right, wake up. Um, it's only 30 days. I'm just going to run the 30 miles. You know, it wasn't people had got behind me. People were feeding me. People were giving me clothes. People were sponsoring me. So it was, yeah, I needed to do it. It wasn't like on um, 13 or day 13, I'm going to quit. It was like, well, I don't even, that option wasn't even there. You know, it wasn't yeah. a go-to option. Yeah, and have you ever like applied that sort of mindset to anywhere else in your life? Um, the whole uh, freelance thing. Um, obviously, the way it works is everyone needs money, so everyone sort of goes in the safety thing. Mm. And it's like, oh, I can't leave my job, you know, because I need the money. Uh, I, it just it would be too dangerous, it would be too risky. But it's, it's not that risky, you know. It, yes, you will have to go through your career. You might not have as much as what you are in a successful engineer, but of if you get your headset right your mindset it's sort of like well i can just i want you know no one's the boss of me and uh non-school kid you know it, and it's just sort of yeah you do what you want you can achieve what you want if you put your mind to it really and then nutrition and recovery so you said that you um lost a lot of size or you had to pump in loads of calories and then you're all using ice packs so tell us yeah. a little about nutrition and recovery for the run Right, so that was interesting. We got Halo on board, so they were giving me one of their higher um, calorie meals. I think they started them around that. So they were providing meals which were like 600 calories. Um, I was burning with each run a day was about 2,400 calories. Mm -hmm. um, my BMR, well, the amount of calories I was to stay to maintain the size it was was about 2,800, mm -hmm. and I was burning 2,500. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine the amount of calories I in my body, like over 5,000 a day. Mm -hmm. um, so the likes of their meals help. I probably, well, I know I didn't. I wasn't getting anywhere near those calories. I was probably at about 3,000, 4,000 calories. But I was shoveling food into me. And like I'm, I love, I've got a big appetite and I can eat a lot. But it just, even at that, I started to drop weight. Like now I am back up to about 12,6 before the thing. I was about 13 stone. Um, now I'm back up to about 6, but on the run I got below 12 stone. First time in life, I think it was like 11 stone 13, which was ridiculous. Um, which is a good point as well, because a lot of, I've heard some personal chain, I can't remember who it was, I'd said, oh, you can't lose weight by just running. You're like, yeah. you're just calories, you lose weight doing anything. But yeah, yeah that was a prime example, but of course you can. Um, but yeah, why? so I had to just keep the calories up. Recovery-wise, it was coming back and foam rolling that night, so I'd be watching TV that night just um, on one of those stupid foam rollers, which you learn to love, but also learn to hate. It's just so sore. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just icing. So my knees were really chip. Um, so I just kept having um, the ice packs on my knees, rather so my legs were elevated up on a cushion, and I'd just ice pack knees the physio the, or scared me at the start so I'd never heard of runner's knee says, right, yeah. the one thing which is going to put you out is runner's knee no. I'm like what's, what's that but basically said right well if you feel an excruciating pain on the side of your knee so it would be the sort of mm -hmm. outside of your knee um, that's potentially something we need to worry about so keep me posted on and thankfully it always seemed to be on the inside of my knee so I was stoked mm -hmm. But I was always almost going runs thinking like, oh God, what if I get this like pain on the outside of me? Is this me going to be done? Yeah. Um, but thankfully that didn't happen. So the ice seemed to help that. And what would the average day of food look like? Uh, like to make up those calories? Um, I'm pretty consistent with breakfast. So uh, 
breakfast would be a massive, like double, almost triple portion of muesli. Um, loads of blueberries, linseeds, um, chia seeds, almond milk. Not a big fan of milk. Milk tends to bloat me. Um, I'm not lactose intolerant, but it just unsweetened almond mm. milk seems to just be the best substitute and biggest life hack for me so far. Mm. Um, with that, yeah, I just tend to after a train, tend to churn spinach and couscous. I, I can't, this might be the most ridiculous nutrition. I'm not giving this as advice, but it'll work for me. So there's wee brioche rolls, you know those small yeah. brioche? So they've probably got good sugar content in it, but I was pairing them off with like turkey slices. Yeah. And I was having about three or four of them, but they seemed to be broken down. I didn't struggle digesting them. They seemed to be broken down quickly and they give me like instant energy. Yeah. So I had this like super quick snack of basically I would get a brioche roll, snap it open, turkey slice, need that. Unreal. But it gave me the energy for the run, which was yeah, strange. Yeah. Because they're like high butter content and I like once again, I wouldn't really recommend my clients to be doing that as a nutrition thing. But for a snack and especially since I was trying to get the calories in it, I was no problem eating them. And they just didn't, sometimes when you're out running quite a bit, you get like like bad crafts and stuff. I'll tell you a story about that <laughs> crazy cramps and stuff but yeah they, they seem to be broken down really quick and didn't bother me in the slightest didn't bloat me down and no like electrolyte energy gels just pure food i was on amino energy i think it's called i don't know which brand supplies it but the pre-workout from previous times the jack 3d and stuff was just ridiculous so i was thinking and this gave me a, my, my aminos and it also gave me like it's a half shot almost pre-workout um, so I was taking that on the run with me. So I was diluting it down a lot more than what I should. So it actually created this concoction. I was bringing a liter of rum, or was it about a liter? Yeah, it was about a liter. So about a liter of water with me when I ran, and it had one of those electrolyte shots you can get from Tesco's or whatever. And it also had a scoop of that amino energy, which basically was amino acids and had like a half shot pre workout. So yeah. it's like a weird tasting thing, but um, it seemed to keep me going. Not nothing no badness from it and it gave me a bit of energy I suppose with the caffeine and stuff in it and, the, and then say, what's next what's next for 2019 and beyond like uh, in uh, running uh, events what's, what's next for you that's that's the issue that's the point <laughs> um, it seems to be when you do anything like anything in life when you do something you always want the next big thing um, with this it was I don't know what next. I'm gonna. I did a wee bit of CrossFit at the start of the year, and I was. I did a, a thing with CrossFit MCI there. So I'm gonna start at the start of this year. Doing. I think I've got three months um, with them. So I'm gonna do like three months worth of CrossFit. See how I enjoy that. One um, wise, I didn't like the shape running that distance was changing me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been a bit about my size. I've always spent a lot doing like the train like that most of my life. Um, and the running was really stripping that length, other than the running that month. So didn't lift one weight. Um, and my strength numbers were going down. I was pushing anywhere near was. Um, and my size was going down because of my weight loss. And yeah, fair enough, I got very shredded, but it wasn't the look I wanted. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it could be bothered too much running again. Um, in my head, it sort of seems of a waste because the level I've got to now could be quite, I could maybe push it. Um, but I sort of feel I don't want to be the runner's build, the lifter's build, maybe. Um, yeah. But with regards to what's next, obviously my personal training studio is the key, so it's down in Bagger. Um, 
just yeah, build more of a business. I'd always toyed with the idea of getting something on Netflix. That was always my interest. So yeah, that's mad. Yeah, you'd ask. Yeah, you'd ask previously what way I saw myself going. So instead of focusing on like strength and condition or something, I'd like to my own show. Like I'd always just thought about the idea of going and trying different sports. Like Alpha Male does this, and you know, um, I'm a reasonably fit, competent person, but can I go out and do? Um, a different sport like I've never played like Gaelic in my life but could a reasonably fit alpha male try to do all that <laughs> could I go and do um, well ice skating is a bit different because you'd need to actually yeah. have a skate but yeah, yeah, yeah. even even boxing or something could a reasonably fit alpha male do boxing and then I thought if I could form some sort with my contacts within the production agencies and stuff could I actually make some cool thing um, and then between like vlogs and stuff so there I just sent my um, idea out to the world there but yeah yeah um, go for it that would be epic so it would I've seen like uh, CrossFit does like bodybuilding workout bodybuilder yeah, yeah. does powerlift workout but, like you could expand that so much more like um, like in the summer there I was climbing in uh, like in rainforest and stuff in Vietnam wow. and you like you could do like water sports you could do surfing you could do, like yeah. everything like jump like you could do like yeah BMXing loads of different things you could take that on a whole different level and especially like with your charisma like you could definitely get fun and engaging and short and snappy I appreciate that now it was sort of the the idea initially like I think I'd watched that show. Well, there's two. I suppose a couple of shows fed into that. There was um, an idiot abroad. I think everyone's seen that. But it, it's interesting. They get this guy to just try random things. But then I thought, well, what about fitness level? Um, and then there was there's a class show. I think it was an RTE. It was the Fifty Ways Kill, Kill Mommy or something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, absolutely phenomenal. But this like crazy and Irish mom. Um, she was basically the solid put him or put her through like all these mad things and then I was thinking well simple as that like if you flew to obviously you need a massive budget for this so this would be a pipe dream but if you flew to like Thailand and try to take on sort of each each of their sports so like obviously kickboxing in Thailand you fly to Canada and take on ice hockey you fly to Ireland and take on um, Gaelic you fly to wherever America take on American football but it's like can Alpha Mayo couple of this you sort of like throw the person so I kind of know between like vlogging and trying to be charismatic and it sounds like the top gear of fitness and sport. <laughs> yeah, what's interesting and maybe opens up people's ideas to all the sports around the world too. Like, so if you're asked what is the national sport for India, um, they send me out there and suddenly I'm playing some game of tapping people or whatever. That's sort of weird circle thing. I can't remember. What yeah, the yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, things like that. I think it'll be a lot more better viewing than some of the TV at the minute so Even it's just about I suppose reaching out to contacts and getting and then I'd have to make like a pilot episode and stuff but yeah sure anything's possible again that is epic so thank you for coming on today Johnny we're going to finish off with our usual podcast ping pong so for any listeners that haven't heard this basically what we do is we have a small rally just summarising to um, by saying you need to remember dot 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 and we have a rally for about 30 seconds and try and get in possible so you need to remember that a lot of these tasks are a mindset thing cool a marathon isn't unachievable you need to remember to be consistent and tally up your first 10 runs and you will absolutely love it.
you remember that brioche with turkey in it? <laughs> the best nutritional advice you get, but it seemed to work for a bit of quick energy. You need to remember all Johnny's advice, and you get pain on the outside of your knee. Go get your physio. <laughs> you need to remember that taking on any big task like this, you need someone who sorts your nutrition. You need someone who sorts your food. I need someone who sorts your. You need to remember: the more training you put in, the more recovery you put in. You need to put in. So the ice packs and the foam rolling every night. You need to remember: if you're running that much, that many miles, you're gonna lose a lot of weight. Yeah. I can't think of any more. <laughs> so, Johnny, where can everyone find more about you? Um, where's what do you, Where can people find your studio? Where can people find your social media, etc.? Your website. Right. So I go under the of Josie Pops, which everyone asks where's that from. That's the most pet name for me. Um, eat on everything. Just search Josie Pops, J O S S I E P U P S, and yeah you get that Instagram you'll get that Instagram's my strong platform I am present on Facebook I am present on Twitter I am present on LinkedIn um, yeah YouTube I do vlog I stick up most of the stuff I put on Instagram straight to YouTube it's a hard channel or a hard thing to break but I'm consistent with putting stuff out there anyway but yeah um, Chelsea Pops basically yeah and as well you've recently launched a Hump and Workout program yes so Home Workout program at the minute if you're a person at home who doesn't want to go to gyms it's a six-week course um, so basically it's you get two two workouts a week and then you're supposed to supplement with an ab workout which I give you as well there's you basically get videos showing you what you should be doing you get a course to follow it's really really competitively priced um, and yeah you can do that at home if you go to shops.com once again j-o-s-s-i-e-p-o-s.com you can see the whole sales pitch on that so it's something if you don't want to go to the gym um, and you want to be doing something at home supplementing. It's all like body weight stuff, so there's no equipment needed. There's no hassle needed. You've just got to shift the dog and the mat out of the way and then awesome. get down to business. Awesome. Thank you for listening today, guys. And I hope that gave a lot of motivation um, from getting that insight from Johnny that it isn't actually as hard as what you might be thinking in your head. And it, uh failure is not an option it seems to be that it just rolls nice and steady so again thank you for listening and if there's any questions message me or johnny put this in your story and let us get this message out there um to the big and wide and yeah have a really really good day thank you boom cheers ben